Big Z faces the Bruins at the Garden. Caps picking up steam on the road, and Dean Evison's Minnesota Wild are rolling. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Tonight, the Caps are the Bruins' third game of the road trip. Caps atop the Mass Mutual East Division. The Bruins interplay tonight, having dropped four of their last six. Caps, the hottest team in the league right now, 6-1-1. One, and one. John Walton and Ben Rady with you here on Caps this morning. And Ben, for all the things that are going to go into tonight's game between the Caps and the Bruins, without question, the big spotlight is going to be on the biggest guy in the rink, Zdeno Chara, returning to Boston to face the Bruins. And such a shame for that reason. Of course, no fans in attendance just yet at TD Garden. We could only imagine what the reception could have been, would have been if the place was packed and he got the standing ovation he surely would deserve there. So that being said, that will be missing, but otherwise, certainly for Zdeno Chara, I have to imagine he'll be amped up and ready to go. A couple of days since the Capitals last played, you know, his teammates will be looking forward to getting a win and putting on a good show uh, for him uh, as their teammates. So certainly looking forward to that and 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 good on Zdeno Chara that he did have a couple of days in Boston before this game. And he got to see his family in all seriousness. He had gone months without seeing them since he had signed on with the Capitals. His family had stayed behind uh, in suburban Boston. And I know from speaking to him weeks ago that it was very difficult. It was very difficult for him to leave that organization, to leave that city, to do so while his family stayed behind. Couldn't have been easy as well. So uh, a big week for Zdeno Chara for personal reasons, for professional reasons. And I'm sure after a couple of days here, he's finally looking forward to getting back on the ice as well. Ben, I want your reaction to this. This is a stat that's been occasionally in the game notes in Washington. It was in Boston when he played there as well. Zdeno Chara now in his career is up to a plus 298. That after the games in New Jersey this weekend. He could conceivably for the first time in his career tonight, if he were to go to plus two, he would be plus 300 for his career. Now that's impressive enough, of course. But what I did not realize until I was doing some note digging for the broadcast tonight. I think I know where you're going. At the end of his third season, yes. he was a minus 61 with the New York Islanders. Only one minus season since then. He's going to turn 44 in 16 days. That is a swing of a plus 359. That is astounding. Yeah, playing for those New York Islanders teams that he did in the late 1990s and early 2000s, That'll do that for you. That'll, that, that'll result in a lot of minuses, a lot of rough nights at the office. It was baptism by fire, no doubt. He was playing on some, some really poor uh, New York Islanders teams when he started his career literally decades ago, two-plus decades ago with the New York Islanders. So, yes, to his credit, it, it took ultimately for his career story the trade to the Ottawa Senators where his game took off. He was on good teams with the Ottawa Senators, a young player surrounded by veterans who he credits, whether it's, it's, it's a Chris Phillips or other players like that, Daniel Alfredson in Ottawa who took him under his wing and, and showed him the ropes to an extent and, and eventually propelled him to the success that he had in Boston where now he's that veteran has been for some time dating back to his time with the Bruins, but certainly a rough, rough start to his career. And, and it's interesting, John, because you referenced that plus minus statistic for Chara to have had the body of work that he has in the NHL and all the success he has had across 23 seasons, the style of play, his game, the way the game itself is played. He broke into the league during the dead puck era in the late nineties 
And here he is 20 plus years later, chasing around young players, Austin Matthews and the like, and he continues to get it done now north of 40 years old. And, and that statistic is, is a perfect example of the success, the constant success he has maintained now 20 plus years. It should be a moving sight tonight. Zidane Chara against the Boston Bruins. Meanwhile, the Capitals looking for their third straight win on the trip. And what started out as a disastrous month of February ends up over 500, Ben, because they're 6-1-1, one, and one, the Capitals are, in their last eight games. That is quite a turnaround from where they were, and a large part because the big guys are finally starting to light it up a little bit. And encouraging signs, certainly most recently in the win on Sunday against the New Jersey Devils, where all the goals, the three of them anyways, coming from the top six. And nice to see Alex Ovechkin with arguably one of his best showings the other day. He got the game-winning goal. But even before that, we noticed from the first shift of the game, from his first shift, you know, jumping in and, and activating and creating. He was very noticeable, just the eye test in that first period, setting the tone. He was buzzing. He finished with six shots, 10-plus attempts, and then again the game-winning goal. And for Jacob Ferrano with goals in two straight, Nicholas Backs from Tom Wilson, they've been very consistent throughout the year. The same has not been said or cannot be said necessarily for other key cogs in that top six. Granted, some of them have missed time due to injury and, and COVID-related absences, but the fact, John, that here they are 21 games into the year, tops in the division. We know the goaltending situation that Vanacek has done plenty of heavy lifting, but for them to be here 21 games in, still waiting for more out of Kuznetsov, who we hope to see back in the lineup and healthy. But even Alex Ovechkin, maybe the other day was the start of something for him. We haven't necessarily seen one of those vintage patented Ovechkin runs, right? Where he goes on a tear and he scores multiple goals in, in consecutive games. And, and there still seems to be maybe another gear in him, which he's waiting to, to burst out of. And, and hopefully Sunday's game was, was the start of something because uh, certainly the top six trending in the right direction. But the thought here anyways, is there's still, there's still more there. And on Evgeny Kuznetsov, no goals in his last six, missed the last two due to an upper body injury and only two goals in 11 games this season. Hopefully he, Follows the rest of the top six that have started to get it going. Uh, question on goaltending, Ben. Uh, when are we going to see Ilya Samsonov again? Got to imagine Vitek Vanacek, the guy tonight. There's no back-to-back -back in our immediate future here. Is Vitek still the guy on this team? Yeah, he's earned it. And I think the wording that Peter Laviolette, when he met with the media yesterday, was that he has established himself or established uh, that crease for, for himself. And I think they're going to give Vitek Vanacek uh, a little bit of leash here. It, it will be a competition down the stretch. Uh, I've said on our broadcast, John, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but my thought is, and it's just a gut feeling, that when the dust settles and it's game one of the postseason, assuming the Capitals crack the top four in the division, my gut says it will be Ilya Samsonov starting game one. I could be proven wrong, but I say that, John, by acknowledging between now and then, still very possible that Vitek Vanacek starts the majority or more of the 35 remaining games than Ilya Samsonov does. I, I think Vanacek has earned the opportunity to, to get, you know, a, a significant workload here still down the stretch and Samsonov, if they want to ease him in or it just plays out that way, I think ultimately you have to see what you have in Samsonov, but I think it could be a while still before we see him getting, you know, whether it's three out of four starts or four out of six and, and that workload starts to grow for him. This show is your local hockey fix in the morning. That's why we created it. But there are also other things to talk about outside of Washington in the NHL. And we take a look this morning at the Minnesota Wild. In fact, old friend Dean Evason has the Wild near the top of the West Division. Now, two points out of first place in the West. A six-game streak ended on Monday 
into the win column for the Wild. They lost in Vegas. It was their longest win streak since December of 2016. And Matt Zuccarello, Ben, is leading away. Your NHL number three star of the month. Minnesota, for so much time under Bruce Boudreau and before him, they didn't really have that guy, that go-to guy. But they've got one heck of a rookie there in Kirill Kaprizov, who I wish this was one of those times we could be playing Minnesota one-and-one like we normally do. I'd love to see what the the kid is all about in person. Man, between Kaprizov and Zuccarella, you got two-thirds of their number one line, which Dean Evison has been riding lately. But to your point, Zuccarello, you know, signs a long-term deal in, I guess, now the summer of 2019. Had an okay first season. Ultimately felt he was dealing with an arm injury he had suffered even the previous year. So he gets the surgery in this past offseason, delayed the start of his year, but seemingly making up for lost time. And, and good for that team. Good for that market. Still a lot of runway to go between now and the end of the regular season. But the thought in the West Division, John, right, is that you've got Vegas, you've got Colorado, you've got St. Louis in one order or another. That's your quote-unquote big three in the West Division. And the thought coming into the year was who's going to scrap and claw their way into the fourth spot. And the Minnesota Wild, not only in the top four, but certainly showing they could handle themselves very well and competing right up there with Vegas for top spot in the division. And uh, got to mention as well, rookie goaltender Kapo Kakinen, who uh, showed himself very well in the American Hockey League last year, the AHL goalie of the year. Another rookie, same draft class as Vitek Vanacek, someone who was weighted, not unlike Vitek Vanacek, played professionally overseas for a few years before moving to North America. But uh Capo Kakinen certainly uh, showing himself well in this, his rookie year uh, at the NHL level, not unlike Vanacek. So a long time coming from Minnesota. And John, you could speak to that market. They deserve a winning team. They deserve that. And really for the past decade plus, even longer in Minnesota, they haven't necessarily had that headliner. I know they go out years ago. They signed Parise and Suter to the long-term big money deals, but they haven't necessarily had headliners. They haven't necessarily been a team they haven't made deep postseason runs. They just haven't had a lot of sustained success there. And whether it's this season or in the years to come, it would be nice for that team, that organization, after a long time coming, to, to be able to string something uh, long-term together there. Yeah, not since Marion Gabrick, if they had someone of this caliber. And for the old guys like me, Dino Cicerelli in his rookie year uh, was a lot like that, just that flash on the scene in Kaprizov. Certainly seems to be that. Cocking at eight wins on the year. Their four-game road trip, Minnesota, continues tonight. Round two with Vegas coming up at 10 Eastern. Quick before we go, Ben, 699 assists for Nick Backstrom. Is he going to get to 700 tonight? It's been wait, uh, a couple games here now. I don't know if he finds the net the way he has uh, so far this season. I'm sure he'll take that, but... Let's say it's coming in the, in the next two against the Boston Bruins. Could we do that? He's not going to go much longer without getting an assist, right? I just hope for your sake, John, it's not a secondary assist behind the play. We got to make that a primary assist, maybe to Ovechkin on the power play. Who knows? But that, that's we got to make 700. It's got to be a good one, right? Not a cheapie. Yeah, not a cheapie. And something <laughs> we can see on a monitor since we're in Washington yes. and not in Boston would be extremely helpful in that situation. Also, before we go, congratulations to Justin Schultz. Going to play his 500th. NHL game tonight. You can hear more with Ben Raby and Caps game day coming up at four o'clock this afternoon here on Caps Radio 24-7. Network air is at 645. Caps and Bruins tonight. The road trip continues. Have a great day, everybody.